This is a Rooster Teeth production. Good evening, all you Elder Oblexes. Dribble yourself into the Stinky Dragon. Throw back our latest thirst quencher. Memory all alone in the ooze slime. Mm, it's a mixture of copious copies of cold brew, sulfurous syrup, fire retardant foam, salted brown psychic cookies, memory milk topped with pistachio psionic sauce. Mm. One pour of this percolation, you'll finally find time to listen to that pseudo-podcast you've been meaning to check out. Previously, our adventurers were incarcerated in an ice dome with a familiar frost giant thanks to some hags named Shivy and Skitch. After a bitter cold bout with the blizzardly behemoth, the party found their way to freedom in part thanks to Shivy. She sent the party to the surface with frost giant in tow, but now are hedged in by a horde of haglings. Cobble a cup of coffee, let's engage in our glamorous escapades. Hello, everyone. I'm Gustavo Sorolla, the dungeon master of our future party. I'm going to hit our four players with an arrow. No! Da, da, da. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> this week's role play and warm up question is What allergies does your character have? If none, what allergies would they pretend to have? Mm. We all know mm. if you don't have allergies, you pretend to have them. I have, <laughs> I have an allergy yeah. that will surprise no one. What? Well, I, hello, I'm Barbara Dunkelman. Uh, I play Elga Von Brath, the half elf vampire barbarian, as we all know and love. And Elga, she has severe allergy to garlic. Oh. I mean, that's sad. I know. I cannot go to Italian restaurants because <laughs> they make they pre make their sauces at most places, yeah. and so they can take it out. It's a real sad, sad state. Yeah. Oh my god, so. I know someone that actually has a real life garlic allergy. Now yeah, I'm, me too. Now I'm questioning. I I know I, we have a good friend who has an allergy to onions and garlic. Yeah. And we went out to dinner with them last night, and every time we go out to dinner, they have to like explain to the waiter that the they can't eat food. I'm sorry, I'm the vampire. <laughs> <Yeah. play. laughs> Wow, that sucks. That's sad. Yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah, yeah. thank the Italian you. Food. I know. No, I'm thinking about it for my real friends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I have a real. No, your your chips work friend. <laughs> <laughs> Am I your work daughter? Is that how it goes? <laughs> if you're okay, yeah. then I'll just go ahead and go. Hi, I'm John Reisinger. I play Matty Confucius, who's the Eric Cochran ghost monk, and. As, as a ghost, I, I don't have any allergies. I don't actually even have to breathe. Um, so uh, it's not exactly a problem. But when I was alive, I do recall an allergy I did have. Right. Um, I, oddly enough, allergic to yeast. Oh, oh that yeah. is quite ironic. Mm. I, 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 it was very odd. But once I, it's, it's, it's ironic that once I, I passed on and became a baker in my, in my afterlife, I, I really used it quite a lot. Wow. Oh. So it went away? Yeah, I guess it did. Oh. <laughs> yes. Just to pull back the curtain on reality, didn't you have a gluten allergy I that did. went away? I I was told I had a gluten allergy. I I don't even know how gluten allergies go away. But you just went. You had like medication for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Damaris, and I play Barney Farney, and 
So many bubbles in your throat on that one. <laughs> How many allergies does Barney have? Well, let me get out my notebook. Barney strikes me as like the guy that they went and did like the the little like exam and every little dot reacted. Oh, that was me when I was a kid. Oh yeah, you oh, also yeah. have that yeah. energy. <laughs> That's not surprising at all. <laughs> well, there, there's uh, grass thistle, and yeah. then and then obviously acorns. Obviously, and then. <laughs> And then I'm also allergic to asparagus. And I just want you to know, Chris has a page up on his screen where he Googled list of allergies. <laughs> oh, Barbara, Barbara, you didn't even tell me that. Yeah. I know that's on his screen I right now. I do like the setup now because we, we have accountability on Chris's laptop screen and the madness that takes place well, over there. I, it, I just recall constantly seeing him looking up flowers in our last campaign. Yeah. Dust mites. <laughs> dust mites. Dust, dust mites. mites. That's my all. Last get one. You. I can go on. Okay. Okay. I, I think that's enough. We've learned a lot okay. about uh, Barney. Barney, oh. do you carry an EpiPen on you? Do you know what an EpiPen is? <laughs> I always carry a pen. So. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't suggest sticking that into your upper thigh, <laughs> but you know, whatever mm. works for you. All right. Let's get this show on the road. Coconut. Let's... I also forgot coconut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduce yourself, you goon. Oh, hey, Blaine Gibson. I'm Chip Haney, Tiefling Rogue Six. Um, <laughs> Rogue Six. Rogue Six, standing by. Standing by. <laughs> and uh, I'm not answering this question. I'm on to you, Dungeon Mister. I'm a professional assassin. And if I were going to kill somebody, I'd find out what their allergy was. Oh. All right? You're not going to boom flip this on me because, you know, you find a guy with a peanut allergy, you stuff a payday dar- bar, you, uh, 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 an all Almond Joy, uh, a an Snickers. Almond Joy. There's no nuts in there. Is there not an Almond Joy? It's it's al- al- maybe there are. What's, what kind of nuts? It, it's almonds. It's almonds. It's almonds. almonds. It's an almond <laughs> word. <laughs> that was named after the Almond Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Is that your favorite band? The Almond Brothers? No comment. I don't want to release too much but information. But they're actually just like uh, mimics that are look <laughs> yeah. like almonds and they're my, singing. My enemies can use this against me. But I will say that cheese does make me farty and bloaty from time to time. Lactose oh. intolerant. Uh, don't yeah. worry. We know. Yeah, I get the toots. <laughs> yeah, when you sleep, you fart a lot in your sleep, Chip. That's right. Wait, why are you not sleeping? Because uh, I have I maybe wake up in the, in the middle of the night to go pee-pee. Sometimes I find you up in trees. What are you doing up there? <laughs> Testing things. You're hanging upside down. It's kind of creepy. Your lactose intolerance is unfortunate considering your uh, your accent there, uh, Chip. Oh, I love Wisconsin cheese. The wizards up there in Wisconsin, they make the best cheese. The wizards of Wisconsin. That's the ones. Uh, before we dive into the episode here, just want to remind everyone, Stinky Wary is going on right now. Very happy Stinky Wary. Blurble Gerbil, Stinky Wary to you. Yeah. Yeah. You can find uh, more information where we're at on our social media accounts at Stinky Dragon Pod. Uh, and of course, you can head over to stinkydragonpod.com as well for uh, further information about our, uh, our, f- our first drive, our fund drive. You put the fun in funds. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh- <laughs> this month is giving wow. me so much anxiety because this is before we're actually in the midst of Stinkuary and I have no idea what's going to happen. And I, I'm just bracing for no one loving us. You know, so got not please getting any love us. So Become please. the first member to prove that Blaine is love. Just one. Just, just one. at least one of you. We're pre-taping this. It's mid-December as we're taping this. So, uh, so we're a little ahead. I'm going to be optimistic. Thank you so much. Wow. The support has been, has blown me away. Overwhelming. How Thank many? You. How many? Jeez. Uh-huh. Uh, so many. 
But anyway, if, you're, uh, if you'd like to support us, you can head over to stinkydragonpod.com slash first. Or if you'd like to gift a membership, go to stinkydragonpod.com slash store. All the information's there. Yeah. We, we learned that Blaine doesn't know someone loves him unless a stranger gives him $6. Yeah. That's the truth. I have to give him $6 every month just to, <laughs> just to prove my friendship to, to him. Yeah. It's like a subscription to being friends with <laughs> yep. Blaine. Yeah. I paid Blaine $6 to not be my friend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's still your friend. Yeah. I'll get out. I ran out of funds. No matter what the court order says. <laughs> with a splash, bubbles of murky green water obscure the way for a moment, but then clears, revealing an underwater tunnel within the cluster of roots. A few moments of swimming and splash, the cold breeze of Parrish once again offers its chilly embrace, this time adding a sharp shiver thanks to damp clothes. Poopoo water. All around is the inside of a putrescent tree with blackened bark that stinks something foul. But a faint, it wasn't me. But a faint light glimmers from an exit to the south. A quick dash to the opening gives way to an unfamiliar village outside, a village of rotting and decayed hovels on every side. This must be Covenord. And before long, out from the hovels crawls little girls with matted hair and warts dressed in filthy rags. A few speak in whispers to each other, cocking their heads in curiosity. But as soon as they sniff the air, the throng of children scuttle along the ground straight for you like a horde of spiders. Oh. Starts kicking. Oh, I'm kicking them left and right. Get out of here, you <laughs> varmints! Uh, everyone, go ahead and uh, don't say roll for initiative. But no, 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 no. Uh, I'm oh. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give you guys a choice. You can, you all can either roll perception or survival checks. Up to you guys. Oh, oh. Uh, um, I just kind of want to do survival because you know, I don't feel like we get to do survival very often. Oh, yeah. it paid off. I got an 18 on perception. I'll go survival as well. I did a 23 on survival. All right. 15. So, so uh, Chip, Matt 20, 25. Yeah. So Chip sticks around to see what's up, and then everybody else runs away. <laughs> 18, that's pretty. Everyone rolled really good. The yeah. worst roll was Matid with a 15 on survival. So, that's I mean, not bad. So those are all really solid rolls. So, you know, this is a very disturbing scene with this, you know, all of these um, these children scuttling at you in an unnatural <laughs> movement. Scuttling. Uh, I picture like crabs, yeah. <laughs> you know, scuttling. Um, Gus has never seen a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they move, right? Yeah, they scuttle. Yeah, they scuttle. Yeah. So you know, you're you're very quick to gain your bearings, and you know that heading south would be most likely a dead end because of the river mm. okay. blocking the way there. So your best bet would probably be to head north towards the city's closest border walls, and to start go trying to head there for uh, for safety. We're in a tree. Uh, no, you, you came out and you're like on solid ground. So we popped out. You, you, you went into like tree roots, swam underwater a bit, popped out, and now you're on okay, solid Okay, so land. we're at this village. Yeah. And so what you're describing is, so the direction towards Parish is... North. North. Correct. Parish. And we are being approached by a horde of, of little uh, uh, demon witch children. Correct. That are scuttling. That are, that are not Elga. scuttling. Hey, <laughs> I'm not a demon witch woman. What sound are they making? Uh, <laughs> uh, now take that, Micah, and duplicate it in different pitches. 50 times. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, everyone go ahead and roll initiative. Of Everyone's oh. favorite. Come on, don't make us fight these children. No, no make, make us, us fight them. <laughs> Finally, someone your size. 16. Nif. 16. That's a nine for our non-French speaking. Eight for Elga. Uh, Parisian speaking. Okay. Two. Two? Like plus two? Uh, yeah, what's, plus two. Sorry, 15. What? 15. I, also I 15. think they rolled the same initiative. How, so. do we, how do we roll off 
if you we don't, got the just same your decks. And the same, well, no, we our the decks, decks the same decks. Oh. Twins! You both have the same decks? Mine's 15. Should we Mine's just have 15. Chip go first because of Rogue? I just can't believe that the Cleric and the Rogue have the same dexterity. Let the fates decide. Does that mean the Cleric has really good dexterity or the Rogue has really bad dexterity? Do a combi? It's the latter. No. Go, go, go each of you roll, roll a d20 since yeah. you're, you're tied. Roll off. 15. Six. All right, Barney goes first. Sorry. No, no, no. Elders first. Go right ahead. I'll go first. No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what are we doing? All right. So we've uh, we've kind of had encounters like this before, where every round people are going to make skill checks to overcome uh, obstacles placed uh, before you as you try to uh, escape this unnerving horde of uh, children coming after you. Are some of the obstacles little girls? <laughs> we'll see. That's gonna be amazing. This to me is always like the D and D version of the lava level of the Aladdin Nintendo game, where ah, it's just yeah. you just there's a wall of something behind you that wants to kill you. Get to the right side of the screen. Mm -hmm. So um, everyone can you know when it's your turn to act. That's what we rolled initiative for. You can make a skill check okay. to, to whatever you want to overcome the obstacle in front of you. Uh, it's really kind of free form, whatever you want to do. And you'll let us know what we have available to us. Yeah, it's just anything you want, it's right? Just, it's just oh. pretty much whatever you want, it's whatever jazz. kind of skill or yeah. Oh, okay. Or, I don't know if it was is that like what the jazz uh, is, Chris. <laughs> yeah, show Sorry. me jazz again. Jazz. <laughs> no one did jazz hands, which is I like know. the go-to. No, that's this so is... millennial, Gus. Oh wait, this is D and D jazz. It's got one Z and it looks like that. Jazz. <laughs> jazz. <laughs> Le jazz. Did you know in Japanese it's jazz? <laughs> Barbara's been doing her Duolingo. <laughs> I learned that last night. <laughs> and Roku is rock. <laughs> With sheer speed and quick thinking, Barney, you instinctively act first. You and the party are swiftly being surrounded by a horde of haglings on every side, except for the decaying tree behind you. What do you do? And, 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 I think and Chris I, had the same look on his face that I had in my head, which was neither of those things you used to describe Barney, <laughs> describe Barney. Yeah. Sheer speed and quick thinking. And this is an unusual situation. Going, Bar hmm. Maybe it, it, it triggers an old memory or something. And I, I do feel compelled to mention to everyone that if a, if a party member wants, they can try to help. You can only do it once during oh, yeah. this um, during this um, per turn, or just like Chris. this whole in general in during general. this okay. sequence. Uh, and then you you'll have you make a roll as well. And you know whether it might be advantageous, it could also be disadvantaged. With that survival check, we determined that what west was the way to north north was parish was parish, and that's mm -hmm. where we're headed. And 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 Quit how thinking. far away are they from us? They're closing fast. Like, um, uh, at this point, they're probably, let's say, 50 feet away. Is, is hey Chris, really quick. Yes. Is Parish where we're heading? Because I know that we were we were we were gonna escort the person. Are cold. Yeah, yeah, but some dead. Uh, <laughs> we were gonna escort the person, but that's no longer a mission. But are we going back? They to double crossed us. Right. Do we want to go to Parish? Well, we want to get away. We want to get away from haglings. the little 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 ladies. Girls. Right. Those little girls? All the little well, ladies. We all the little ladies. From all so, the little girls. I, just, just to clarify, I've been trying not to correct people, but I feel like I'm, I'm going to get blamed if people don't understand the correct geography here. So you all, you know, crossed this water crossing. Okay. This is what you came out from. In front of you is Covenord. If you remember, you were trying to cross this river previously from the south, and then you couldn't get through. The, br the bridge. Correct. So the nearest city wall is to the north. To the going north doesn't take you to Parish, but it takes you to the city wall that you could ideally put between you and the Hagrid. Okay. So we want to go north. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yes. Yeah. I was just making sure. I didn't know if we had someplace else we needed to go. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have a moment of chaos, this is your moment. That goes south! <laughs> all right. All right. I want to cast. I think it's skill, skill checks. 
I don't know. Let's see what he says. I want to cast Incite Greed. What? <laughs> when you cast a spell, you present a gem used as a material component and gem. choose any number of creatures within range that can see you. Each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by you until the spell ends or until you or your companions do anything harmful to it. While charmed in this way, a creature can do nothing but use its movement to approach you in a safe manner. While an affected creature is within five feet of you, it cannot move but simply stare greedily at the gem you present. At the end of each of its turns, it's the affected creature can make a wisdom saving throw. If it succeeds, then it's, uh, it ends. I feel like he was about to say, I rest my case, Your Honor. And I rest my case. <laughs> Very so, so can I, and I what have was the check? Wisdom? A wisdom seventeen of seventeen. But what about the material component? Do we have a gem? That? I have a gem. You're yeah. saying it wrong. I hate it. A gem worth at least fifty gold pieces? At least fifty gold pieces. I think I also have one too. I actually do. I have two. Fair need me to donate one. It's supposed to go to Carol though. It's yeah, because I got two here. bloodstones that are a hundred gold pieces. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So but if anyone has a fifty, I'll give you I'll trade. Well you're not using it up, are you? Or is that do a I, component? Do I use it up? Is it a material component? Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyone has a 51. I don't. I'll just use by 100. How wise are these haglings? Sorry, I'm rereading the spell real fast. You don't oh, have wait, no, ins- I, I do- Incite Greed memorized? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the classic D&D spell, Incite Greed. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to use it. I have gemstone that's worth 50 gold pieces, so I'll use that one. Greedy little girls. In my head, what Barney, Barney is doing is he's doing the monologue that What's-His-Face Sheen does in Wall Street. Just talking about how good greed is. Mm. So the range on the the spell is thirty feet. So you would have to wait a little while for them to close in a bit. Oh. Or Barney could well, run towards. Them. I run toward. I'm gonna run north to the center of them. No, they're to the south they're, of us. Yeah, they're to the south. And we oh. want to run north. You wanna, yeah. Oh. So we're essentially trying to outrun. But it them. sounds like Barney wants to sacrifice himself. In hopes of inciting greed amongst a bunch of little haggards. I, so. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. I guess. I will tell you a story, Bunny. I guess I should have read more about the range of this spell. <laughs> Chris not fully reading a spell. Now, but I—that's what I do. Or listening to what's I, going I, on. I, I like this. I'm all for it. I stinker, Barney. Stinker starts biting at your pants, tugging at you, trying to keep you from running uh, directly into danger. I pick up Stinker and say, "No, no, that's him. That's him." <laughs> Let him cook. I th- yeah. So I, I I I. You move twenty feet then to get closer to them. I guess so because I'm committing to this. Barney, you're going the wrong direction. I love, I love the indecision and the decisiveness. I guess so <laughs> because I'm committing to this. <laughs> he wants to commit. I appreciate it. All right, let me make some saving throws over here. So it's a DC seventeen wisdom. Their wisdom saving throw is minus one, so I need eighteen or better to Ooh, make this. Okay. Making a bunch what's of saving the, throws. What's, what's the time of day? Oh, you just did oh a lot. God. You did 20. 240. He just rolled 20 dice. I mean, there are probably 20 little girls. That way we now have learned that. Like little spideys. Five of them safe. Okay, so. I'm make, making a quick note. So about 15 are now enthralled, enthralled by Barney. And so they should now be walking at a safe, in a safe way to you. But then five are now still running like yeah. uh, scuttling. Zombies from 28 days later. Whoever asked what time of day it is, I'm sorry. Uh, It's like, let's say, late afternoon, early evening. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, so Barney, you uh, raise your gem. What kind of gem is it, by the way? It's a a gem worth 50 gold piece. What kind of gem do you want it to be? I want it to be a purple one. Amethyst. Amethyst. Uh, I was going to ask him to name a purple gem. (laughs) I'm here to help my friend, okay? That's what I'm here to do. Team player. I'm deleting it. I'm here to help my friend (laughs) get murdered by the remaining five (laughs) haglings who are not. I just love the word haggling. Let it be known I'm deleting the gem from my inventory. Okay, you're deleting it. So you hold up 
Uh, I oh, saw oh. your inventory recently. Let me see if what, I can help you. What kind of gem was it uh, again, Chris? Tell me. An amethyst. Okay. You hold up uh, an amethyst <laughs> worth 50 gold pieces. Uh, he, he'd never heard of an amethyst <laughs> he, before today. He said that with mild confidence. I'll let you say. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, you hold up an amethyst worth 50 gold pieces into the air, and uh, it's almost like hypnotic to most of the haglings. You know, they begin staring at it, uh, wide-eyed in wonder. So you're basically like uh, Dr. Grant in Jurassic Park with the flare yeah, and the T-Rex. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you just throw it into the woods? Nope. He's got to hold on to it. I got to hold on to it. So I got I got that in one hand. So now we have a Girl Scout troop chasing after us. <laughs> they might not be chasing, but they're definitely following us. Well, there's 15 that are following and five that are definitely still chasing. At chase. Give chase. So all he, all we got to do is take care of five haglings. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll punch five little girls. <laughs> And only five, right? Is this dim light? Are we in dim light? <laughs> he wants to float. Let him know if he can float yeah, or not. It's late afternoon, early evening. Sure. We all float it's down It's dim here. light. So now I use the remainder of my movement to float back 10 feet up into the air towards the party. Via, what is it, twilight? Uh, steps of night steps as a bonus night. action. When twilight you're in dim sparkle. light or darkness, you can magically give yourself a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one minute. I like this. This is good. I'm flying. Yeah. <laughs> Floating. Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. You're still, you, do you still have to be holding this gem up the entire time? I think so. Yeah, because they, because yeah. then when they come close, they, you, right? they have to be within, they five, stay five feet away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they can only, they stop within five feet, but they follow me. <laughs> it's just Barney going, oh. What's the duration of it? Yeah. Gem in his hand. Uh, I think it's 10 minutes. How long okay. can you hold a gemstone for that long? You're very old. Roll for strength. He just puts it in his mouth. It's, uh, I like how Chris just makes stuff up. It's concentration up to one minute. Yeah, where'd you get 10? <laughs> where'd you get 10? <laughs> uh, I added a zero. <laughs> <laughs> I used some rather rough math. So, you know, with all of this happening around you, uh, you know, what kind of skill check would you want to do to try to evade the five remaining oh, uh, hacklings? So what's that, acrobatics? Yeah, okay. Yeah, in I that guess, case, yeah. Make us uh, an acrobatics check. Which one's the more strength-oriented one? Uh, that would be athletics. Athletics is strength. Yeah. That's a 10. Sure it's not a one and you added a zero to it? <laughs> Are you sure it's not a hundred? <laughs> You're very focused on trying to maintain the situation, trying to exert your control over the 15 hagglings that you are able to affect with greed. Uh, but the other five just close ground quicker than you're expecting as you're taking to the air. And a few of them manage to uh, lash out at you doing a little bit of damage. Wow. How much? <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, it's, it's going to be... It's gonna be you know, 25% of what would have happened if all of them had yeah. succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, you take uh, 12 points of claw damage. Oh, I was imagining haggling damage would be them just kicking him in the shins, you know, like a little girl to an old man. <laughs> yeah, they're like reaching up to a floating yeah. man and they're like uh, scraping his feet and that's ankles. horrifying. Yeah, okay. you're, you're, you know, as you're floating away, they're, yeah, like John said, they're scraping at your shins and your ankles and just trying to claw you down. They're trying to grapple you and pull you to the ground, but you manage to float away before they're able to pull you down to their level. We're going to need to get some, uh, you know, antibiotics on those scratch marks. Those little girls, they, they're boogers all over their fingernails. That's dirty. That's gross, Barney. That's ageist. <laughs> For you to see little girls have boogers in their yeah, fingernails. She says that she's picking her nose. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Now, what? This spell, they're interested in this jewel. If I was to throw it, would they chase the jewel or I would they stay? I think you need to be holding it. Okay. I think, right. let, yeah. let me reread that, it. That's what I was. Contact continues to imbue it with magic. Oh, man, get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you probably have to okay. hold it. Anyway, that's what I did. 
I feel like it's at this point turn. now, because you have that, they have to follow us. So it's like, even well, if we lost them, they'd still be following us. For the Barney's next spell. minute. Yeah, you got 60 seconds. So <laughs> That's um, like 10 turns. So, you know, the You're hagglings right. seem to be somewhat distracted and split up at this point. And so if just for a moment, a gap opens up amongst the horde. It's pretty narrow. But, you know, there seem to be hag- other additional hagglings that are joining in, Pre-teen taking hags. to uh, <laughs> to the rooftops, waiting to pounce on you. All screaming uh, about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Chip, what do you want to do? Is there any sort of, with Barney's uh, weird w- greed thing, is there any visual component where if they break eye contact with that thing, then it loses its effect? Or is it more of like a... If they get hit, then, then like, don't, don't, don't attack the ones. I, I the don't ones. intend to. Uh, it doesn't say anything that they need to maintain a line of sight with it, but I would say if you break their line of sight, they would probably not be happy and would try to restore their line of sight based on the spirit of the the, the spell. So I have I have darkness, which would basically just I was gonna cast it like amongst the little girls and hopefully that buys us some time because they good. lose sight of us for a bit. I think that's a good one. Okay, well then I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna use darkness because how, how big is that? Uh, magical darkness spreads from a point you choose within range to fill a 15-foot radius sphere for the duration. Darkness spreads around corners. A creature with dark vision can't see uh, through this darkness and non-magical light can illuminate it. Oh, so cast it on him. It says, well, it says if you, if the point you choose is an object you are holding or one that isn't being worn or carried, the darkness emanates from that object and moves with it. That doesn't necessarily mean I could cast it on one of the dumb little girls and then she's bringing darkness with her, right? That'd be pretty, like, Pretty grim looking. She's just like, ah! well, we we wouldn't see nothing. Cast it. Yeah. I don't. It, I don't see any reason it couldn't be. Uh, there's nothing that explicitly says it has to be an inanimate object. But just to remind you, you know, it is darkness, and everyone would be obscured by it. Not like, everyone. It, what do you mean? You mean like we wouldn't be able to see? You wouldn't be able to see through it. I can see right. through it. What no, if you, you have? You can see through magical vision. darkness. Yep. Oh wait. It says a creature with dark vision can't see through this darkness unless you have, and non-magic can't illuminate it. So do you have some sort of special? Oh, non-magic can't, uh, what, what is the things? I thought I had something that made me be able to see through like uh, stuff like that now. I love how Matid is just the player version of no butt in improv. Mm. <laughs> No, I, I well act- no because like you have flying so you could just like peace out of everything. But I want to help. <laughs> I want to like, yes and and help. Go through walls. Yes, cast darkness and and I could see I'll through go it. Get the cleric. Yes, this is a creature okay. with dark vision can't see. Through. So no, uh, not dark so vision. Matid has an ability called astral sight. Yeah, that's what it was. Which means you can you can see normally in darkness, both magical and non-magical, to a distance of 120 but feet. They have to cross their eyes in order for it to work, though. That's what I understand. Yeah, Stop and it. John has to do it in real life. Yeah, you for have to a headache. It's for concentration. So yeah, so just like that, that's just a heads up that only Matthew would be able to see through. Okay, this. well that's this good. Is good. Do it, and I'll go get the cleric. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chipmunk yeah. strikes again. Yeah, <laughs> back at it. And did we determine if I could cast it on like one of the people? Yeah, why not? Okay, I got. Uh, Gonna cast darkness on the wardiest of the little girls. The one with the most wards. Yeah, and this is one of the ones who has oh, been enthralled. They said wardiest, like with a D. Wardiest, like, and I'm like, the most do they have wards? Like one. So, so just to say, so at this point in my mind, there's three different distinct groups of hagglings. Yes, they're the ones who are affected by greed, the ones unaffected by greed from Five. that group, and then there are the ones who are now appearing on rooftops as well, ready to pounce on you. Those are horrifying. So, uh, uh, where where are you targeting this? Like which group? Probably the ones that aren't affected by Barney's uh, weird little gemstone, gemstone that are still pursuing us gotcha. because they're the close most 
current threat. The ones that attacked him? Yes. Yeah, and also, theoretically, the ones that are on the rooftops and all that stuff, that, that hopefully this provides some sort of a barrier. All right, yeah. So it's so like a reverse flashbang. You pick the wardiest of those five and cast uh, darkness on, on them. I'm going to pick the ugliest, wardiest, weirdest looking little one. That one right there. <laughs> like, you know, magical darkness uh, sprouts forth, obscuring a 30 foot diameter, 15 foot radius uh, sphere from there. Ah, my eyes. Oh yeah, Barney's in there too. Oh, well, what's your fly speed, Barney? My flight speed? Yeah. It's the same as your walking? It's the walking? same as my walking speed. So you move 20 up. How much movement would you have had left to fly away? 10 up. Okay, so you, you are in the darkness. Yeah. Okay. Follow my voice, Bernie. Oh! <laughs> oh! I'm fr- afraid. <laughs> Is there any, um, any kind of skill check you want to make to assist Barney or to try to distract or fend off the hagglings on the roof? Yeah, like throw- that, that, that was the parameter that Gus set for this whole thing was like, do something, we'll do a skill check. He does a spell. He does a spell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I'll pick up a pebble off the ground and throw it at Barney's last known location so that he knows which direction to go to. Okay. Make like a range to... No, no, we want a skill check. Make a, uh, we'll call this a acrobatics check because you're trying to hit this. Ooh, I like acrobatics. Here we go. That's a four. Four! It it? makes sense. Nice. You throw the rock into the darkness where you're you're pretty sure Barney is. And it, the, the rock goes in and just swallowed up by the darkness and you don't hear it hitting, hitting anything. All right, gang, let's skedaddle. We'll, we'll say it, it's kind of demoralizing that uh, you didn't hit Barney, despite the fact you were positive where he was. So we're going to say you have disadvantage on your next skill check. That's not very fair, <laughs> dungeon mister. What did I do wrong? Bad roll, just so. Hey, little stinkers. January is a super important month for us and you, the viewers. It's Stinkuary. This show would not be possible without your patronage, which is why all month long, we're going to be raising awareness around our subscription service, which is called First. It puts you, the audience, first. Every time someone supports Tales from the Stinky Dragon with First, they contribute to keeping the podcast going and the creation of new Stinky Dragon content. We'll be seeing how many subscribers and how much merch sales we can raise in the month of January so that we can do all the cool, fun stuff we want to make throughout the year. We'll be able to create some new awesome stuff in 2024. Uh, Exclusive mini-adventure run by John, Blaine, Barbara, or Chris. Second win for our Infinite campaign, maybe. First only exclusive merch, an Infinite campaign module. The sky is the limit, and that's just the future. First gets you immediate benefits like access to ad-free content and special subscriber content like deep dives into the lore and player decisions of our campaign over at stinkydragonpod.com. An ad-free podcast RSS feed at stinkydragonpod.com slash RSS. Well, no, in a recent episode, Blaine found out all about that. Uh, exclusive Discord events at stickydragonpod.com slash Discord. Merch discounts at stickydragonpod.com slash store. So much more. We also have some exclusive limited merch offerings at stickydragonpod.com slash store, like signed posters from the cast and crew, personalized puppet videos or audio messages from the Infinite and Grotesque party members. Uh, first, only tote bag, uh, or you can bundle the tote bag with a first membership. Up to you. All of this culminates in a super stinky stream January 26th where we'll be playing a special eight-hour D&D adventure live as we make our final push for subscribers and to celebrate our stinky show. This show would not exist without your support and the best way to support the show is by getting a first subscription through stinkydragonpod.com slash first or purchasing a gift subscription for your friends at stinkydragonpod.com slash store going on all January. Looking forward to celebrating Stinkuary with you. That's right, all Stinkuary, all January, as you call it, January. Go to stinkydragonpod.com slash first for yourself or stinkydragonpod.com slash store to gift a sub. Want to jump in real fast and remind you, all eight episodes of Stinky Dragon Adventures are available now. You can watch them all for free over at stinkydragonpod.com. 
whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like, delivered right to your door. So you've resolved to actually sit down, eat dinner at the table, but what do you do about those nights when your schedule's packed? Just turn to HelloFresh's lineup of quick and easy meals, including their 15-minute recipes designed to help minimize mealtime stress. It can be that fast, and I've said it, I say it all the time, I like doing this after a day at work. It's like really easy, clear to follow instructions with pictures because I'm not very good at this. You just put it all together. It doesn't take very many pots, some, lots of them are just like one pan recipes. Sit down, get in the zone, put it all together. So, you know, they have some recipes that take 15 minutes, but all of them are generally pretty quick. And when you're done, you have a delicious meal you get to eat and enjoy. I make them all the time. I'm always super excited whenever I get to eat HelloFresh. I had some black bean tacos the other day that were really, really excellent. Anyway, go to HelloFresh.com slash DragonFree. Use code DragonFree for free breakfast for life. It's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash DragonFree with code DragonFree. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Maybe it's just me, but I find the idea of new year, new me incredibly stressful. Like overnight, it's time when I'm supposed to go to the gym, have a six pack, say no to food that I enjoy. Um, pretty miserable, right? So this year, let's try something different. New year, same me. Because, you know, forget expectations. MeUndies wants you to feel empowered, whether you love the gym or love laying on the ground. Their Move Me collection is soft and moisture wicking, ready to support your movements, big and small. If you want to lounge, You'll love their buttery soft undies, loungewear, and pajamas. I love it when it gets a little cooler this time of year because I, I bust out the loungewear. Typically, it's kind of hot here in Central Texas, but the loungewear is great in cooler weather like this. They, once I'm home, that's all I'm wearing. I would wear it to work, but I think that, you know, some of my coworkers might complain about it, but they're absolutely great. And year round, I wear the undies. It's like my go-to all the time. So from black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has the look for everyone. Plus they come in sizes from extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore their lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. And their Move Me Activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. MeUndies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Kick off the new year comfier than ever and get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com stinky. That's MeUndies.com stinky for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. All right. So, Matid, two of your compatriots have, you know, thrown their hats into the ring, approached this conundrum in very different ways. Time is running short. You know, the Hagleys on the roof start figuring out that you, what you guys are up to, and they start trying to form a blockade between you and the wall. Uh, it's up to you to try to pave the way. What do you do? Okay. First, Matid uh, will, in fact, cast Visage of the Astral Self, which is a bonus action, which does give me astral sight, so I can see everything through the darkness. With your special eyes. And so, uh, how far is... If Barney... How far did he run towards him? He ran 20 feet towards him, but then he flew 10 feet back out of diagonal. So he's 10 squared <laughs> plus 20 squared uh, away from you. <laughs> oh, the square root of 10 squared plus 10 squared? We were here. He went this way and yeah, then yeah, this yeah. way. A gotcha. is 20. B is 10. Find C. Wait. A is 20. B is 10. So... 20 squared. Hold on. I know this. I don't want to do math right now. 
I want someone else to do it for me. Would it not just be ten feet away? I'm not. Well, it's roughly. So he's he's like he, he, he went twenty, came back seven? around. What, right? Wait, ten? Wait, ten? Twenty? Wait, no, I did that wrong. Wait, what? Do you know how triangles work? Well, I, no, I don't, Gus. I'm not a triangle expert. <laughs> Hold on, no, I know this. He never studied triangles. Gotta find the square. You know the hypotenuse, the shortest no. leg of a right triangle. I commend this man's honesty. <laughs> he said, no, I don't know how triangles work, Gus. Okay? I What's applaud him. Shut up! That's hard to say. What's the square root of 500? <laughs> Dang it! No, I don't want to get my credit card. What's the square root of 500? Dude, if you just type into Google Pythagorean Theorem, it shows you a calculator it's to do 22. it. It's 22.3606 uh, 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 feet. You're welcome. So Barney is at a diagonal 22 feet away from you uh, up in the air, Matid. That math checks out. Oh, guys, Matit's gone. Matit's <laughs> gone. Where'd, well, where'd think, they go? I think Matit's ghosting you guys. <laughs> Matit entered the ethereal plane and just went straight into the ground as far as their flight can go. No, Matit uh, goes and grabs the little balloon that is uh, Barney. So 22 feet that way. And then uh, grabs Barney and flies the remainder of their 65 flying speed. So that's what, no, 43? Yeah. 43 feet back. And, uh, so then it would be 20 feet back to your party, so then 23 feet further away. Yeah. And it's just dra- just like like just dragging Barney behind um, and, and flying as fast as possible that direction. Uh, would you look the same when you cast Astral Self or whatever? No. Uh, visage of the Astral Self does give me some sort of imagery. Crossed eyes. We've, just, we've established this. Oh, uh, my goodness. Are, did I die? Are you an angel? Well, Cause, one cause, of those things is true. Yeah, you know. I saw a black, everything went black, and all of a sudden, a glowing, like, winged creature is carrying me away. Yeah. While you're holding your glowing amethyst. But it's yelling at you in French. <laughs> Parisian. Parisian. The spectral visage covers your face like a helmet or mask. What's fun is that this can be cast with arms of the astral self. So nice. I think that's even cooler where I have, because in my image, when Mati does that, it's a bunch of wings and they're glowing. And then I have a helmet that's glowing. And so, yeah. You're like hawk. So it would be like a little yeah, bit like I an think, angel. I think Bar- Bar- Barney's like, did I? Oh my goodness. A little seraphim. Yeah. Mati says, be not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> be not afraid. Let's go this way. And I grab him and, and, and fly. I'm an angel <laughs> of death. I'll let you make the choice here whether you think that's more of like an acrobatics or a strength check to grab Barney and then fly away in the other direction. I would like to... He is full of chain mail. I would like to do an acrobatics check. All right. Just just to round it off, three acrobatic checks in your little game of doing checks. That's a 24. Oh, finally someone passes it. So, you know, you uh, dive in there, grab Barney, and pull him away. Like we said, another 20, 25 feet beyond where the party was. Oh, uh, closer to the wall. And I yell at Barney, drop the gem. What? (laughs) Why? Because we're trying to get away from these little girls and you literally have something that is attracting them. So drop the gem. But it's making 15 of them peaceful. But they will still follow. That's what they do. They're going to keep following. But they're going to follow us anyway. I know, so don't make it so that they follow us no matter what. You gave the enemy a homing beacon. <laughs> yes, it is a glowing they purple gave beacon. They a homing beacon? Uh, no. no. But they're that nice now. Homies. You're standing right next to me. What are you doing, Elegant? Can I do another check where I kick the, the <laughs> gem out of his hand? 
Uh, yeah, you make like an unarmed strike to try to knock it out of his yes, hands. Yes, I'm gonna do that. You just want it for yourself! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the, the inside greed is affecting Barney! <laughs> I rolled a 26 on attack. Yeah, we would say that would hit. Um, Barney, make a dexterity saving throw to see if you're able to hold on to the gem as Mati tries to swat it out of your Come hands. Come on, Barney, you can do Stop it. Stop it! Come on, Barney. <laughs> I just like inner inter party conflict. 19! Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't. I would say yeah, because uh, you hit it, but he he makes a dex save to try to hold on to it, and that is a that that's a good that's a really good save. He's able to you know hold on to the the gem and keep You're it in no his hand. Angel. <laughs> Stinker starts running around growling at Matid because from his perspective he thinks Matid's trying to hurt Barney. Does the did the attack the attack was my action? Yes. Okay, I can attack him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Try to try to strike the gem. We're doing this. I have two attacks. 16. Yeah, we'll say that hits the gem. Barney, make a save to hold on to the gem again. Mati the angel just keeps trying to steal the gem out of your hand. It's just a bird going, eh. That's a 22. <laughs> yeah, he, what's a 22? He, yeah. he was ready for it or something. Barney used his, uh, his old man reflexes. No, no! I'm going, but he's going, I'm going to feed these haglings a Barney. I like that you are dangling him. And at this point, they've had enough time to probably group up and they're all just going. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> okay, I, I will admit, I don't think this is the best strategy. Right? <laughs> but he committed to it. He said he was committing. Oh, I hate it. This is why I like going first. <laughs> all, right. all right. That's my turn. Well, Elga. For better or worse, uh, this is where we're at. Uh, it's up to you now to try to help the party up and over the towering wall that you all have drawn close to. Uh, how close are they to this wall now, and how tall is the wall? Well, say uh, you're pretty close to the wall. These are the city walls of Parish, so they're really tall. I believe the first time you all came up to the walls, I said they were 100 feet tall. 60 feet tall. Was it 60? Okay, so and really tall. Are there any ropes or anything hanging down that we could see? Make me a perception check. Okay. I think I only remember that because... She cast her climb thing. And it was just more than it, and right? It was, yeah. it was more than her her walking speed, which yeah. is what her climbing speed becomes. Uh, it's only an 11. Well, you found a bucket of long, sticky nails. The finger kind, not the metal kind. Ew. Oh. Ew. Yucky. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Took me a while to think of this. Yes, we all heard the gap. <laughs> Elga, maybe you could broker a piece. You know, you speak their language. Creepy little girl. You could talk to them. I can't hear you, Tim. <laughs> We're right next to each other. I can't hear you. It's so dark in here. I'm, you're not standing right. I'm looking right at you. Do I have? I have rope. I do have rope. It's fifty feet. Mm, okay. I want to run towards the wall. Okay. Um. So I don't know if that would be a check of any sort. Let, let's see where this goes. Oh, what, just okay. tell me everything you want to do. We'll, we'll figure it out. I would like to run up the wall with my climbing and throw fifty feet of rope down the wall to for my party mm. to grab. Okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't we tag team this then? Okay. If you want, you can, you know, start running to the wall. And I don't know if you remember, Lewis is with you. Uh, Lewis can, like, give you a boost. Like why you why is Lewis okay with us? Remind me. Uh, Shivy the... instructed Lewis to come with you. Oh, oh Lewis was the Lewis ice guy. Ice yeah. giant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember why he was uh, aiding us. Yeah. He, he could cradle his hands and you could, like, step into it and he could, like, toss you up or, like, sure. give you a boost to get up on top of the wall. Sure, I'll let him do that uh, just to make him feel useful because, you know, <laughs> I could do it by myself. He but, could well, launch it's a, it's a little, strength, little longer huge. than your climb, isn't it? You oh, yeah. 50? Yeah. 50 feet, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was suggesting it, just to give gotcha. you that extra little uh, little bit of uh, distance you need. Gotcha. He is a giving god. Yes, I will go 50 feet up the wall and drop my rope. Okay, so in that case, make, uh, again, 
Let's just round it out. Make an acrobatics check. All right. Uh, to see if you're able to stick the landing. That's a. That's a. I've critical failed. Mm-hmm. For six with my plus five. It's a one. I don't have any inspiration die, so I don't think I could do anything about <laughs> Lewis that. just shoves yeah. Elgate into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to boost you up and instead boost you horizontally, straight face first oh into the God. wall. It's we just, are it's nailing just, this <laughs> like a bucket. Well, could I? Yeah, we'll say that, you know, Lewis, in initially redirects your energy the wrong way into the wall and you take seven points of bludgeoning damage from hitting okay. the wall. Jesus Christ. But okay. he feels bad about it. So he picks you up, you know, by the by the scruff and then tosses you up to the top of the wall. To the top of the wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, now dash away. And then I don't know if I'll be able to do this just based on physics, but could I somehow tie some rope to my axe? And like, yeah. throw the axe kind of midway point on the wall so that they have some stuff to climb up to. That's cool. That's cool. So down. Yeah, because I'm at the top of the wall. So I would yeah, throw you could like almost use the rope, you know, to like, hold, to like oh, swing yeah. the axe down, yeah. embed it into the wall, and then toss the and rope. Toss the rope. Uh, I also beyond have from that. The axe of the scarab also acts as a uh, uh, what's it called boomerang as well. Oh, you can recall it, right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I will try to do that. Yeah, just make a. Is there like a um, athletics? No, like a throwing attack roll you can make for that. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I have it. I have unarmed strike. Well, axe the scarab is a thrown weapon as yeah, well. So I, you can just just the the hit DC. Yeah, just yeah, okay. just do that. Yes, twenty five. Yeah, so you're able to like attach it to the rope and then toss it down to the wall. Cool. Uh, make it stick and then uh, you know have the rope go down. Okay. Okay. All right, your turn. Stop fighting each other now and kicking gems. <laughs> Just climb up the wall, please. Well, now Gus has to roll individually for 47 little girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, you all begin closing the distance on the wall. And as you're getting close, uh, you know, Lewis continues uh, helping you, tossing you up to the rope, which uh, Elga has put down to help you climb the wall. All the while, you know, using one arm to help you and the other arm to knock away any hagglings as they get close. Lewis sacrifice himself, or does he just start yelling, "Hold the door!" Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! Then uh, you know, after the four of you are safe at the top of the wall, uh, Lewis clambers up and uh, pulls himself up alongside with you atop the wall. And the sheer exertion of the combat and this escape forces Lewis to fall unconscious. Oh, on top no. of the wall? Yeah, he's safe. Could I check on him? Yeah, you can make a medicine check. Lewis, please don't be dead. Sixteen. Oh, yeah. It looks like he's exhausted and hurt. You don't think it's enough to, you know, mortally wound him, but perhaps he's just in need of a little bit of recovery time. Chip puts his hand on his forehead and says, oh, he's ice cold. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not running a fever. Oh, you actually, Chip, you pull your hand out, you know, to touch Lewis to see his temperature. And I die? And uh, yeah, your entire arm freezes off. <laughs> oh my god! I'll get a new metal one. You <laughs> notice that the hag eye that was given to you begins to glow. With like it's like glowing with a, a green light. Okay. And then suddenly, it, you know, it gives a blinding flash of light, and you know, kind Jeez. of kind of blinds everyone very temporarily. Everyone, jeez, everyone, make a, an Arcana check. I thought the hag eye was a communication device. Seven. Nine. Yes. Asterisk. Fourteen. It's like a drone. I think we established it was like the Rainbow Six Siege drone. Fifteen. Barney and Chip, you get vague glimpses of cobwebs and dilapidated wooden floors. Okay, I'm confused now what the hack guy is. <laughs> Elga, you receive a vision of 
vignetted depictions of pencils, desks, and a chalkboard. Oh no, I'm back in school. <laughs> Did you study for your test? Uh, uh no. <laughs> Matid, you have a vision of a close-up visual of a tall, lanky, scarecrow-shaped individual with a blazing jack-o'-lantern for a head. Are these all like night are nightmares? Yeah, I thought the Hagai was like I throw it out and then I can like connect with it telepathically to see. Is it casting us visions like or is it connected to other eyeballs? Are we seeing through other Hagais? Are, are we seeing in our head this all in our head? Yeah. Make an arcana check chip. Essex. Yeah, you you've never dealt with one of these before. Uh, I, I I bang in a couple times. Can I do another arcana check? No. Scope. <laughs> <laughs> The blinding vision dissipates and everyone's eyesight returns. You appear to be at a junction of an icy dirt road that splits off to the north, east, and west. (coughs) 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 You all look behind you and Lewis the hulking frost giant has vanished. Instead, in his place is a wizened but handsome man with pale skin and salt and pepper hair. He's wearing a ripped and bloodied wool and gray coat holding a tattered cane. This is the... Alchemist? Alchemist? I... I know where that is. I've seen that classroom before. It's not far from me. Just... Just down that eastern road. He's hot too. Wait, hold to pump the brakes here, Alchemist. I realize you all must have a slew of questions. Yeah. But time is of the essence. Oh my gosh. If someone could please help me up, I can lead you to the Headless Horseman. I'll help you up. Can I help him up? Yeah. (laughs) Half the dialogue with the alchemist is him telling me to shut up because there's no time. <laughs> it's just, it takes five seconds. You could give me the spark notes there, bud. You Barney just... leans over and helps the alchemist up, and he, the alchemist begins hobbling toward the east, leaning heavily on his cane. He's always running. He's always going. I promise, Chip. Once we arrive, I'll have time to explain everything. Just tell me on the way, why don't you? <laughs> it's right over here. I can see it. Okay, let's go. Thank you, Elga. You're welcome, teacher. I appreciate the enthusiasm. It's inspiring. I am also enthused. You should give yourself an inspiration die for being a Yay! team player. Do you want to use my walker? <laughs> <laughs> you guys He's not an inspiration dice gachapon. Okay, I think that <laughs> that's already happened. After but five minutes, the road veers off to the left into a small valley banked by frosted trees. Five minutes of complete silence where we don't talk. <laughs> He's catching his breath. He just saved you. A weathered wooden sign dangles overhead from a slanted post. It reads, Crew under me. This is the place. Where you tell us? Sleepy. And with a thud, the alchemist slumps to the ground, his eyes slowly drooping. Could I put him on my shoulder? Yeah, but before you do that, he's mumbling a little bit, like almost in his sleep, maybe? It's this curse. I can... His head leans against the crooked post and his eyes shut. Hmm. Curse. Is, is, is like Lewis? Is it like... Is like it like Jekyll and Hyde? Well, yeah. Je- oh, maybe. Yeah. I I thought for maybe they were like swapped with each other, hey, you know? Hey. What was Alchemist's real name? It was... I know this. Ro- uh, Robert? No, that was his son, wasn't it? Henry is his son. Henry's. Okay, I think Robert, Robert was his name. Robert, Robert and Lewis. Jekyll, I'm trying to see if there's any play on words. Um, what is that? You know that purple liquid that made you dream? You see people's yeah, dreams. Yeah, yeah, Nyquil. <laughs> Are you talking about from the first campaign? No, it was this campaign. There was some some purple liquid in a cave. 
Oh, oh, yeah. It was uh, in like where y'all found the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it made it showed you what people's desires, right? Or what what did it make? It showed you their dreams visually, right? You getting to the fact that you bottled some up? Yeah. Purple drank. Yeah. Well, what yeah, about yeah. it? So, what, are you asking a question? Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> well, it, 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 it made you, you see their dreams, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's give him this, and we'll see what he's dreaming about. Ah. If you give him the drink, we'll we'll see what he's dreaming. Yeah, yeah that's how it codes. works, right? Correct. I, I don't know. You have no idea. Why are you asking me? All right, I do it. I give him. I give him some purple dream. Some purple. Some uh, purple dreams. Some purple drink. <laughs> are you from Houston? <laughs> <laughs> you uncork the bottle that you had saved from your time uh, with the dragon. Yeah. Uh, and you open up the alchemist's mouth and pour it in. Let's see what he's got in his head. The alchemist drowns. Everyone make an arcana check. Everyone. Yeah. Are we really doing this? Are we are we He's getting to done see it. this? I'm 10. 21. I'm going to see how far before he 18. snatches the rug from below us. Six. You you know, you see his dreams like begin to coagulate and form into a vision you're able to to see. And you see, you know, visions of the alchemist's wife and his son sitting at home. Francesca? Yeah. Francesca, that's and, the one. And Henry? Henry? Yep. And, and, just, and, and what, they're just... They're, they're sitting at a dinner table, all laughing. Without him? Well, it's POV. It's a dream. What was the joke? What are we laughing at? They're just having a good time. It's hard to make out. Everyone was laughing when the dream started. Mm. Huh. Well, I thought this movie would be more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I think we came in midway through. We're uh, outside of the school. Correct. And, and the place he claims is the school. Right, he, right. Yeah. The school that we all saw in our vision brought on by the Haggai. I think it was just in my vision, no? Well, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yours was the yeah. most coalesced version. Okay. So uh, you're, you're by... Oh, no. Mine was the most coalesced. I saw the, the scarecrow. You're not actually outside of a school. You're, you remember you're by a, like a slanted post with a wooden sign on it. And it said what on it? Crew under me. Crew under me? Since we're looking at it, can you spell oh, that? You know what it means. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. <gasps> okay. Oh, dormi. What? Uh, I don't get it. Oh, dorm, dorm, oh yeah. What, what? What? Describe the building we're in front of. If it's not, if it's, so, is it like a house? So this was just, you know, a wooden signpost. But you know, you, you you can look down the road here, and you see there's a handful of quaint buildings uh, made of stonework covered in snow. A lot of the structures have fallen to ruin, and the whole place is probably somewhat abandoned. It looks like, and it seems like over time. These former homes and businesses have either been looted or just, you know, lost to due to the elements. Okay. I, I say we should get the, uh, the alchemist and add to this uh, building. As a volunteer firefighter. Farmer, farmer. Whatever. <laughs> I know the proper way of carrying a limp uh, human body. Also from my days as an assassin, you got to dispose of the bodies. So I, I thrust them over my shoulders and I carry them in the firefighter's carry. All right. Okay, I offered, but never mind. <laughs> I know, I do recall that. Make a strength really? check, Chip. Yeah, it was like, Elga, Elga said that. Yeah, roll off to see who gets to carry the body. Everyone wants my gem! Yeah. <laughs> Let's fight over his body! Oh, yeah, can I kick that gem? <laughs> I think it goes away after a minute. Okay, we yeah. passed a minute. Because five minutes it took to get to the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also realized my gem didn't go away. It didn't get consumed. It doesn't get consumed. No, it, it only gets consumed if it says if it gets consumed, and it didn't get consumed. So I keep mentioning. But I think using it to activate the thing consumes it. Nah, I, I read. I looked up. <laughs> nah, hey, nah. Was that a complete <laughs> sentence? Nah, I looked up. Nah. <laughs> According to Chris, yes, very true. I rolled a fourteen on strength, by the way. 
Yeah, you're able to uh, pick him up and toss him over your shoulders. Be a shame if I bonked his head on something for not talking to us. Everyone make a perception check. I perceive the alchemist has crappy dreams. <laughs> 18. Seven. Snooze fast, am I right? Six. Barney's just jealous because uh, the alchemist remembers his family. <gasps> burn. Oh, oh, that, was, oh that burnt. <laughs> cut, cut deep. 15. Let me know if you need any healing potions for that burn, uh, Barney. <laughs> Mateed and Barney, you both hear uh, what appears to be, or what you think is like the sound of a, a horse whinnying uh, in the distance around a corner. What does that sound like? <laughs> Oh, he exploded. <laughs> There's a horse in the distance uh, towards the building or behind in, us? Uh, yeah, in the midst of the buildings. And the, the what you described that I saw with the Haggai was a scarecrow-like creature with a jack-o'-lantern for a head. Correct. A blazing jack-o'-lantern for a head. Wait, where also, was that? I just want to point that out. That was in my vision, or my my perception check of the Haggai. What you got, Barbara? This place is called Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Alchemist is falling asleep. We might fall asleep. I think he's asleep because of the ordeal. The exhaustion. He passed out because Not he that was this place Lewis. is called Sleepy Hollow. I, I mean, that's a possibility. I'm just going off of a logical proje- projection of, like, he collapsed and... Maybe this is where dreams are made. Yeah. That's really sad. This is a really sad dream place. Can I do an Arcana check to see if, if Sleepy Hollow is aptly named? What are you checking for? To see if... if uh, There's like a sleep spell on it yeah, or something? Yeah, like if he has like some I would call sleep. that a history check. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll do a history check. Is that, or, uh, do you want me to? It's your yeah. history modifier. Plus one. Twenty. Nice. Oh, okay, everyone make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Even the person who figured it out? Yeah. 11. 11. 22. 14, but if I fail, I have a backup. Nah, y'all aren't tired. Y- you don't think that um, it's necessarily connected. Okay. Okay. Okay, he's, good. Uh, he's playing checks on him. Do I think it's connected <laughs> with a 22? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You're, uh, you, you think it's just a coincidence. You feel very fine. You don't feel tired at all. I'm going to pull out my Spear of the Superior Baker and approach towards the uh, sound of the horse. Mm-hmm. You walk down, you know, a little bit into these dilapidated buildings in the midst of this uh, ghost town, I guess. And the horse is tied up outside of a stone building uh, leaning against a leafless tree. uh, And it's strewn with frostbitten ivy. Uh, The foliage partially covers a wooden sign overhead. And you're going to make me read French, aren't you? Do you want to send it to me? My dude. Do you want to send it to me and I'll read it? Yeah, we can pitch down Barbara's voice to make it sound like yours, Gus. Yeah. So read it in your best Gus impression. Uh, look good. good. (laughs) And uh, you look at the, you know, you move some of the ivy aside to uncover the sign, and the sign reads, "École endormie." École school of sleep, probably. School of sleep. Sleep school. Do I? I feel like Blaine should be asking this, but do I recognize this horse? Oh yeah, you don't have you don't want your horse girl to uh (laughs) to inspect it and figure it out. I feel like I'm sitting next to the horse girl, so but uh. Beautiful main on that one. <laughs> Can I see if I recognize this? Yeah, horse? make a w- wisdom check. Uh, what's a horse check? Uh, fifteen. Yeah, you recognize this as being the uh, the headless horseman's mare. And if I can ask one more question, the scarecrow-like creature with the jack-o'-lantern for a head that I saw—is that the horseman? 
Very possibly. Very, Do I recognize that pumpkin? Very, <laughs> very, very likely. Very well could be. Do you be. think he's teaching at the sleeping school? But this is all dilapidated, right? Yes. And like, uh, uh, is there a door? Yeah, there is a door that is closed. Is is the frostbitten ivy, is this in a cold temperate zone? All of Parrish has been that. Yeah. Frostbitten? Yeah, it's very cold. So is it like winter Snow, or is this snowy. like, an, is this an unnatural cold? Uh, like a like a chill down your spine when a ghost passes by. Or, uh, more it's, it's like is like regional. This. Okay. 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 I was just saying like if this is unusual for this time. No, no, he's no, just no, been describing no. yeah. Parish that way from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. And I'm still wearing shorts. I wonder why they need Her. school to teach you how to sleep here. I don't know. Is the door? Is there a door in front of us? Yeah, the, there is a front door that is closed. I kicked the door open. Oh. Why don't we just turn the handle? And- Some somewhere someone told me kick it open. Make an athletics check. Fifteen. That's what you needed. Yeah, you uh, kick the door and, you know, it, it resists a bit, but it slams open really loudly, shaking the building a bit and disturbing the ivy, knocking off some of the snow and the frost from it. I bring my, I like, uh, since I'm very flexible, I bring my leg to my face and I blow it like, <laughs> like, a, <laughs> like a gun. <laughs> Y'all want to go see the gun show? Yeah, it's right, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. I think Trinity does that in the Matrix. They kick someone and then they just like wind it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it just, it just they wind it. As, yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah, that, what, what scene was that? Yeah, I, know I think he, I think he kicks the agent. No, uh, Keanu does it. Keanu oh does yeah, it. it's Keanu. Yeah, and yeah. He, yeah. Like, does this unnecessary flourish with his leg? Mm-hmm. And he looks oh, fully necessary, my dude. Yeah, sure. What do we see? Anything inside? Yeah, uh, it appears to be a, a classroom that's overrun with frost and ivy. There's two rows of desks. Most of them are toppled, some wooden shelves. Do they look like the desk we saw in the dream or vision? Make a wisdom check. Hey, make an educated guess. Uh. <laughs> Mine was genuine, Blake. Yeah, I know. You can tell when you wake up, Chris. No, this doesn't look familiar to you, Elka. But in addition to the desks, there's also a large table and a chalkboard on the north end of the room, which is the back of the room on the opposite from where you are. And uh, can we try to see what it says on the blackboard, if anything, the chalkboard? Do you want to walk up to it or you try to read it from where you are? Because from where you are, it's about 70 feet away, roughly. Uh, I want to try to walk in. I stopped the little barbarian. What? Can I check for traps? Yeah, check for traps. check. doesn't support the education of young women. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Messed up. I, I mean, Get them. I, I guess I do. I only rolled a six, so. <laughs> yeah, you don't, there's no traps. All right. It is close as clear. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you walk up. You don't have to walk all the way to the, you know, the chalkboard. You can walk about halfway. Let's say you're in the middle of the classroom and you're able to see what's uh, written on the chalkboard. Okay. Chalkboard's covered in dust, but it has a list of names scrawled in a few rows. Adrian, Brom, Hans, Present. Knickerbocker, <laughs> Baltus, and Ichabod Crane. Oh, I know that Ichabod name. Ichabod Crane. Are, do any of the names look different or like underlined, circled, anything like that? Or is it just a list? Just a list. It's uh, it's not all like in one list. It's just in a couple of rows. They're just like spread out to a row. So it's like Adrian, Brom, Hans, Knickerbocker, Baltus, Ichabod Crane. We've been going to all of these places in Groteth. Remind me, who's the... The monster leader of Parish, Headless Horseman. Headless Horseman. Okay, so Headless Horseman is yeah. the leader, yeah. and so that would be presumably, if we're going to pull from our own uh, understanding of these characters, that's Ichabod. Ichabod no. Crane is a fictional oh. is a fictional character from. But the Ichabod's tales. not Ichabod the Headless. Ichabod's the one killed that, by the Headless Horseman. Does he? Or it's like ambiguous. I in think. In the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. 
Adrian Braun, Hans Knickerbobber, Ichabob? Knickerbocker. Knickerbopper. Ichabod Crane. Knickerbocker. Sock and bop him. <laughs> Phoenix. It's, it, I don't want to do It's this. not as hard as Phoenix. Just try. No. Okay. <laughs> don't make. <laughs> okay. Hey, I won't. I won't. I won't. Hey, shout out to Ichabod Crane on social media for reaching out and <laughs> facing your name on, on Stinky Dragon. <laughs> if you tweet at us or if you post about us at Stinky Dragon Pod. Okay. Uh, so Elg is approached, and this is just a innocuous like classroom. Nothing special about it. Visibly. Well, it depends on what your definition of special is, I is guess. Is it haunted? Can I cast detect homework? magic? Yeah, why not? I like how Blaine was saying something and you Sorry. just yelled over him. <laughs> I detect magic! <laughs> we do that. We're all very excitable. So do you walk yeah. in and do that? Yeah, I mean, oh, yes. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I cast detect magic and then I walk in and it's got 30 foot radius. So I'm like within a 30 foot radius detecting. So you walk in, I presume, to the center of the yeah. classroom where Elga is. That way you get most of the classroom cover. Because it's about 70, it's about 50 feet wide and about 70 feet from the door to the chalkboard. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm also within the chalkboard. Are you making radar noises while you do this? <laughs> is the center of the classroom where you put the pressure plate where that activates the trap, Gus? Well, I would have, but Elga already stepped there, so it would it, it, it have gone off at this but point. But I'm light as a feather, Gustavo. True, true. <laughs> Stomping on the ground. <laughs> yeah, you do detect some magic coming from behind the table that's oh. uh, at the northern end of the room close to the chalkboard. Barney, that's the magic of knowledge. And what kind of magic do I feel? Enchantment. It's Enchant a school bus. The desk is enchanted somehow. I'll go and inspect it. Don't can forget I go to and make an educated guess. There you go. Can I can I inspect this enchanted desk or what? It, you know, follow the enchantment. Yeah, you know, you follow your sense of detect magic up to the desk, and you realize that it's not coming from the desk itself. It's coming from the floor behind the desk. Oh. And you look over. And you see the horseman and Katrina both there. Whoa! Whoa! Scandal! Wait. No, Katrina and the horseman were in the pub, in the tavern. But they left. We saved Katrina from Lewis. Yes. And so they remember they were like dating and stuff. Uh -huh. They were on a little, or they were, they were acting. They, they were, they were flirting. They were talking aggressively. Uh, <laughs> aggressively. <laughs> And so, aggressively enough, where Gus had to say several things to get us to leave them alone. Hey, hey now they're studying each other's anatomy. Ah. What are they? What are they doing? Oh, are they? They better so not are be they dead. Like hiding? Were they hiding? Or are they in, like? What did you yeah. say? Kat what? Katrina's holding her head uh, and moaning a little bit. Uh, the, the is it off of her shoulders? What? Like she's holding oh. her head. Oh, she's going like this. Yeah. Yeah. She got like her she got her head in her hands. Like and a, yeah. the horseman is prone on the ground uh, asleep. So she like she like almost like she got a headache or something? Yeah, she looks up at you, uh, Barney, as you approach and says, Oh, thank the gods you're here. I was trapped here. The horseman brought me here and he attacked me. What? I was able to fight him off, but he hit his head on the table and hit me in the head. That sounds like maybe Why not it? true. You should maybe do insight check on Can I? See, proceed. Yeah, can I? Can I? I want to see. Don't if, you have a spell? Well, I want to see just how she's feeling. Like, does that, that sound honest to me? Yeah, you. That would be an insight check, like your uh, little friend Elga suggested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just didn't want to call. Say, can oh, I do okay. an insight? I was trying. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. That's a thirty. Good uh, lord. That's a that's a good roll. What do you yeah, have uh, on your insight? insight? Eleven plus plus eleven. Why do you have plus eleven on it? You know what? 
I just I just recognize Gus's tail. When he doesn't know oh, and he's scrambling, oh, oh. he's like, wow, that's a crazy roll. Tell me about your roll. Okay, wait. <laughs> it's like, oh God, what do it I do? It should be because I had uh, modded it plus three because I had the staff of candor, but I had to take, I had to get rid of that to equip that other armor. Falling right into his trap. So this is also a way to double check unnaturally H. high rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, it worked. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't a, have plus 11. Someone with a plus 11 is a bit yeah, sus. Yeah, I was surprised by it too. <laughs> it's, it's actually yeah. a plus eight. So that was a 27. So okay. great. That's great. Yeah, you think that she's hiding something. And as she's talking to you, you know, Stinker's been nipping at your, your heels this whole time, Barney. You know, he gets low to the ground and looks at Katrina and begins growling. Dogs always know. But Barney doesn't like this dog. I just, I don't, this dog is just, it, it's a, what's up? She's lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I cast, uh, Matida zeroes their spear right up on uh, Katrina. I aim my alchemist at her. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's loaded. Oh, right, because you have him on your back. Yeah, yeah. I, face, I face his butt to her. Said, Watch yourself. <laughs> uh, can I threat, threaten her and be like, tell us the truth? I, I have cast in its coolness so I could cast friends. Okay. Why don't I deal with this lady and you guys leave the building? <laughs> oh, wait. All right, listen, Katrina, you're going to tell us the truth. Otherwise, Elga will unleash something deep inside of her that has been brewing for a long time. Okay, okay. I'll tell you the truth. The truth is... Magic missile! The magic missiles uh, fly out from her hands, uh, hitting all four of you. Well, now, hold on now. What kind of rolls do we got to do here? There's no roll against magic rolling. missile. It yeah. always hits. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, always? Yep. Uh, so It's like quick attack with Pokemon. Barney takes three points of damage. Chip takes two. Elga takes three. And Matisse takes five. Oh, no, this is not powerful. Now, can I use my uh, deflect missile ability? Does that work on magic missiles? I don't know. It's called I, a I'm missile. I'm seeing a nod. Seeing a nod from Micah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You absolutely can. Yeah. I know I can. Because I'm a monk. And I want to use Uncanny Dodge. I do have to do a roll. Yeah, well, let me, let me let's Deflect uh, resolve missiles. this. Uh, so 1d10 plus 10. You reduce damage by 20, so you reduce it to zero. So you can, if you want, you can spend a key point to make a ranged attack and basically like redirect that missile. So yeah, here, I'll roll for that. I rolled a 17. Let me know when I'm allowed to attack this lady. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be a lady. Someone named Christina. It could be an in this individual who is either actually or pretending to be Christina. Katrina. Katrina. 17. Yeah, that hits. 10 damage. Okay. And they die. Deflect missiles attack damage. Fun fact, I rolled perfect on both of those rolls. That was amazing. Way to go, Matisse. Also, uh, I, I did an uncanny dodge. So oh, 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 I'm so sorry, dude. It's I, okay. Don't worry about it. Are you able to do that as a reaction? Yes. Uncanny dodge. When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack against you. You have the damage then. We. Katrina winces in pain as she pulls from her bag a small head with huge ears, large gray glassy eyes, and a long snipe nose. She quickly recites what is an incantation. Dominilla person! The small head's eyes glow a sickly green and the horseman's prone body rises from the floor. His jack-o'-lantern eyes also blazing a sickly green. Oh, my stars! Ichabod, please save me from these vandals. As you wish, madame. The horseman unsheaths his green saber and plunges towards you all. Everyone roll initiative. Ah! Ah! 
Wait, so who is she referring to as Ichabod? I think the horseman's name it's is Ichabod. Ichabod. Yeah. Uh, but also, I'm good! <laughs> 22. 10. 17. Please hold. Oh, I'm glad you guys waited. Five. <laughs> good roll. Thank you. <laughs> and Chip's here, too. I'm here. <laughs> when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to have the attack's damage against you. To have it? Ooh la la. Half. 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 Have it. What did I say? Half. He said right. He just wasn't... He wasn't... Uh, it's H-A-V-E or H-A-L-V-E. That L does a lot of heavy lifting yeah, in that. Uh, half. I can hear the L. Look at my mouth. Half. <laughs> Matid, uh, you're, you know, as a monk, you have quick reflexes. Yeah, you're do. able to redirect this magic missile. Yeah, I do. You have these potentially two enemies in front of you. What do you want to do? I want to do something. I want to try something that I haven't gotten to try yet. It might not work out, but I want to push a button I haven't gotten to push before. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm going to cast Possession on Katrina. Possession? You're possessing the possessor. One humanoid that you can see within five feet of you must succeed on a Christmas saving throw or be possessed by you. You then disappear and the target is incapacitated and loses control of its body. You now control the body, but don't deprive the target of awareness. That's fun. Is that, that's a ghost ability, right? That's a ghost ability. That's what I can do because I'm not alive. Neither is Barn. Uh, hey. it's, a low, it's a low check though. I'm just doing this because I just want to see. It's a low check. It's charisma saving throw 13. Okay, uh, let me roll that. Bad roll. Katrina have the raise. That is a seven. She got plus six. I'm going to say probably not. Uh, no, that is a uh, plus three. It worked. I've so, I haven't done this because I just haven't had the opportunity to do it. And it's such a low check. I was like, what's the point? Yeah, you, uh, I guess it's like, if I had to vision, well, how, how do you envision this happening? Like you touch, it's a touch. You touch, you don't like go into the body. Well, no, it's yeah. That's what it is, is that then I disappear and then I'm in control. I'm driving Katrina. Yeah. Whoa. You, uh, I'm John Malkovich in Katrina. Start punching, start punching Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, go up to Katrina, use your possession ability, put your hand on her. You fade out from everyone's, you know, vision, but then you pop right back as you were before. What? You, you sucker. don't. You don't. Think, despite her appearance, you think that maybe Katrina is not a humanoid. <gasps> what? I don't think. I think she's got an enchantment. Oh. Okay. Well, I learned something by doing my spell. No, it's good. We get data. This is good. Okay. Believe it or not, that is. I think. I think that's very helpful to know. Yeah. Okay. So she's not a humanoid. Not a humanoid. See, and you think they're. Right. I, I, well, there was an enchantment I detected. Well, you, was so, that the type of magic you detected? That's what it, yeah, right? Yeah, he detected enchantment magic. Okay. How long's it been since we were running from the haglings? Not terribly long. We'll say 15 minutes. Ah, dang it. I mean, she's clearly controlling the headless yeah. horseman. With the head that's in her head, right? Head that's in her hand. So what, hand. if not a humanoid, then what could it be? The original could, head. What doesn't... Oh, is the head his original that, head? I, that's what I was thinking. Oh, Maybe, because mm-hmm. you, you described it as long ears, yes. long nose. Yes. That's Ichabod. Ichabod Crane? He's got a long nose. Did you know that Ichabod Crane in the story of uh, Sleepy Hollow uh, courted a woman named Katrina? <sighs> Did you know that? Was that Johnny Depp? Gasp. No. Did you know? It would have been, uh, what's her name? Wednesday Adams. What's that actress? Ortega? No. <laughs> 
Oh, Christiana Ricci. Yeah, for the Christiana Ricci. What? Katrina Ricci. Christina Ricci. Okay, sorry. I asked about the time thing to see if my astral self was still proc. Oh, it's a ten-minute spell. I see. You picked the right number, so I couldn't have that. Mm. However, my turn is not over. Since I can do a bonus action, pick a number between one and two. Between one and two. Yeah. Wait, so does it have to be a full number? Pick a number between one so and it has two. To be a round number. Pick a number between yeah. one and two. Come on, be rational. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what? Why did you just throw your phone? Because I'm doing heads or tails. Heads or tails. I can't remember if that was. I think that was a tails. Two. <laughs> okay. I cast fur, flurry of blows. I didn't know if I wanted to do astral self or flurry of blows, but I'm gonna do flurry of blows. Okay. So I get to do two unarmed strikes on. Are you on Katrina or on the horseman? I'm gonna get Katrina. Okay. First one is twenty-one. Nice. That hits. I uh, do nine magical slashing damage. Nine, okay. Because my feet are magic. You uh, lash out with your foot, doing nine points of damage. And then I lash out again with a 26. That hits. And this is all towards Katrina? Yeah. Eight more damage. So a total of 17. Damage. Maybe if we cut off Katrina's head, then we have the Headless Horseman's jack lantern head and Ichabod's head, and we get all the heads, and we scramble them around. I'm up for this. Yeah? Just heads all the way down. That's right. And then we take Chip's tail, and then we have a game of heads or tails. Ah. Ah. I forgot to say this at the top of the episode, but obviously when you went through the water, your candle would have extinguished. So your candle's Oh, done. your trap's candle, right? Yeah, oh. the trap's candle. Wait, so that was it? Yeah, that's it. No more candle. Now I just got a big old ball of wax that my tail's been carrying around this whole time. You still hold on to it. For I memory. don't need it, come on. <laughs> for memories. <laughs> Can you do anything else, Matisse? No. Okay, that's French for no. Barney, you're up, you spry, quick old man. Wait, no. Oh, see, that's why I asked. I'm getting <laughs> lied to. <laughs> I asked. <laughs> I wanted to make one of those a stunning strike. Okay, what do I have to do? When you hit with a melee weapon attack, you can spend one key point to make the target stunned until the end of your next turn. If it fails, a con saving throw, DC 14. Con DC. Okay, I have plus three on that, so I need 11 or better. Might as well. Might as well. And I do have advantage on that. Why? I'll explain later. That doesn't matter. I rolled a three twice. Yes! <laughs> you are stunned. You what, is that, what, is, what does that do? You're stunned. Yeah, but what does that mean? I don't know. A stunned creature is incapacitated. Can't move and can speak only falteringly. And it automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. What does speaking falteringly mean? I don't know. Like how I talk. Yes, actually. Uh, a fate worse than death. <laughs> I death. feel like that was a good turn. I'm proud of my turn. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to write stun. Good stun. job, John. Ch- okay. Figured out, not a humanoid. Hit twice with my feet. Stunder. Very good. Can I grab the head? Barney, it is your turn. Oh, there's conditions? Look at that. This thing's awesome. On your little whiteboard? Yeah. Ooh. This is that's actually Micah's. It's not mine. Wow. Who's this Micah? All right. Uh, you want to grab the head? I want to grab the head out of her hand. Like hands. It's a Ichabod. Yeah, potential. I take the head. We can play keep away. Hot potato, hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta make a. You have to kiss it to break the spell. Ooh. She's incapacitated, right? So she can't move. So you said that word, right? Yeah. Make a. Phoenix. <laughs> I guess it's up to you whether you want. I guess we <laughs> will forever love it when Chris whispers into the microphone. <laughs> Him try to figure it out. It's the own. best thing ever. I love you. Make a like a like a strength check. I guess to see if you're able to pull it out of her hands. At advantage. 
Yeah, just make a strength check. Well, it's <laughs> at advantage. I'll, I'll tell you what's at advantage and what's not. It hurts at advantage. Don't tell make me how to use my check. toys. This is my toy. I it's get 14. to decide how I use it. 14? 14. Not a save, a check. Oh, my bad. My bad. What's the modifier? Just so take the dice yeah, and change your modifier. It's a plus uh, two. It'd be a 12. Yeah, so a 12. You reach out to try to grab the head, uh, but you just can't seem to get a solid grip can, on it. Can I Can I do something to help? What do you mean? It depends what you what you mean. Can I use my bonus action to do mage hand and pull it with me? So like, well, three hands are better than two. Yeah, I think a head probably weighs more than ten pounds. He's just adding the added human like, head. Where, <laughs> I've seen Jerry Maguire. Is that in Jerry Maguire? A human head weighs Did anybody fifteen else pounds. Know that? Or ten pounds? It's a weird. Yeah. You know what? Quote. We're a wealth of unnecessary information from old movies. I'll allow it. This podcast could be comedy, fantasy, and movie trivia. I did see a comment where someone's like, do they make references to old, like, media throughout the whole show? <laughs> old? Like, well, Jerry Maguire ain't 90s. exactly current cinema. Oh, we have a, a lot of young listeners. Oh, I, I'm not saying, like, just they were they were just questioning, like, is that what they do? It's like, yes. Yeah, we're oh, educational. Yeah. Stop complaining. Yeah, so uh, the only thing I would say about that is normally when you want to try to assist yourself, you declare that before you do the action. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of... Okay. Kind of like, in my opinion, like when I would play, that's kind of like cheating. When you try something, it doesn't work, and then you try it again, okay. essentially. Yeah, okay. Yeah, can so I stop cheating, ask, Chris. Can I tell why this incapacitated creature... Because you rolled a bad roll. Yeah. yeah it's, but it's, like, it has what? a very firm grip on the, on the head. It seemed like the head was unmoving altogether. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. It's just how the D&D works. You got to roll the dice. Was that my action? To pay the price. That's how the uh, dice uh, we could, If you want, we could say that was your bonus action. Since you, you, know, I said you, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't do your uh, mage hand. So as your action, try harder. Or, you know, hurt her. I like to imagine Barney's head, he's going like no, warp that- speed for the head, but really it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm. <laughs> She's just holding the head up. Can I cast sleep on the headless horseman? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, wait, is he currently still enchanted even though she's stunned? Yeah. Yeah. Is it not concentration or anything? Yeah, I thought it was concentration. You, it depends on the spell being used. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you want to try to cast sleep on the Headless Horseman? Yeah. It really would ruin Gus's fun if in the first turn I completely incapacitated the entire fight. Yeah. Gus hates it when I do that. Yeah, I know, but we got to uh, ruin his day somehow. All right, so you cast That's sleep, and then you have to roll like a certain amount of hit dice, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. How many do you get to roll? Well, I'll cast this at the second level. Just FYI, you actually can't pick a specific yeah. creature to target. Well, I, I, yeah, but I, I center it on the Headless Horseman. Right, but what's the description? This spell sends creatures into magical slumber. Roll blah, 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 dice. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. Okay. Ignoring ascending unconscious order. So it goes from lowest to highest. Oh, okay. Okay, so I pick a point that's like only going to encompass... The headless, yeah. yeah. He's okay, gonna, he's gonna throw the spell outside, but the sphere enters and gets yeah. it. <laughs> All right, I just want to make sure we're very clear about so the way the spell works. From our perspective, Barney just points out the window and goes, "Sipe." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll your five d eight. Come on, Barney, get a forty. Come on, Barney, let's go party. <laughs> uh, 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 again. Three, four, five. Rolling. This was a twenty-three s- spell that Bart did a lot. More than fifty percent. Sleep. Is the is the is the leader of this entire land are his hit points at twenty three? Uh, you cast a uh, sleep, and it doesn't seem to affect the horseman, 
but a bird falls outside. <laughs> but Stinker lets out a really big, lazy yawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and rolls over on the ground. <laughs> Jimmy's doing that thing where he's like kicking his little legs Aww. in his sleep. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> no, it's little Stinker. He's gone to sleep. <laughs> okay. Is there any, do you want to move? That's the last thing you can do. But you'd probably proc an opportunity attack at this point. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, how, where, I'm in the middle. Of the, we're pretty close to them. Yeah, you're right next to because yeah, because you went rose. up to investigate. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll chill. Okay, <laughs> Barney's chilling. I'll chill. I mean, I don't know. I mean, no, I like it. Do it. Yeah, Elga. Okay. What's she gonna do? What's she gonna do with all that junk? Meaning you guys. All that axe. All that, all that <laughs> axe inside your sheath. <laughs> Which one? I want to bite Katrina <laughs> just to see what happens. Could I do my bite of sucking on her? Yeah. I guess I got to get up closer to her because it's five foot reach. But you get advantage. Oh, because she's mm-hmm. uh, stunned. So that's a 16. A hit. Um, but I do. should I do another one just to see? Yeah, just see if you get a nat. 21. Yeah, it's a good thing you did that. Yeah, that hits. Okay. And, and the bite of sucking, so... It's a melee attack that does 1d4 piercing damage, and on a failed constitution save, the creature takes 1d4 necrotic damage, and you regain half of that as HP. And mine is actually, it's 2d4 plus Is it 2d4? On, on my sheet, at least. Scales up. Scales yeah. up. She got, she uh, got plus yeah. bite. And I I uh, did 11. Wait, so that's just from the bite itself. That's not the necrotic damage, right? That's the right, piercing that's damage? that's just the bite, yeah. Okay, piercing gotcha. Damage. That, sorry, I was super confused over here. So yeah, 11 points of piercing damage from your bite, mm-hmm. and I have to make a constitution saving throw. Yes. Do you know what that DC is? Uh, 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 uh 15. All right, I got a plus three, so I need a 12 or better. 14, successful save. Very success. So that stops the necrotic damage. Correct, but the 11 points of piercing damage. Elegant setting me up for success here. Oh, because they've been attacked. No, because they're within five feet. Well, I am too. And then yeah, but like you. <laughs> that was an attack. So is Marty. We're actually all surrounding this woman. <laughs> yeah, but Elga, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna bite her again. Okay. Because <laughs> it is a melee attack, and you get two attacks per action. Per I love action. it. Oh, Elga and her kisses. How adorable. Oh, I'm gonna use my inspiration die. No, you get the advantage. Oh, I do. Because they're, they're stunned until their next my next turn. Okay, 24. Believe it or not, that hits. Yay! Doing eight points of damage. And then another And he has con. to make another constitution save and throw 15. All right. But this one, he's going to roll bad. Not roll like a, yeah, like a five. You guys also don't see what I'm doing, just so you know. You just see me, like, up close on her. You look away. That is a failure. Okay, cool. Necrotic so, damage. Let me see here. I don't know how much you, she gets. I think it says 5d8. <laughs> I thought it was just a D4, wasn't it? I think it's just a D4. Damage Mine dice. says different. Yeah, I see 1D4 necrotic damage. It says damage dice for your bite ability changes to 2D4 when you reach 5th level. That's your damage, your bite damage. Yeah, I just don't know if it's the same for necrotic. Okay, so I'll just do, I'll just do a D4. Just for you guys. All right. Appreciate it. Okay, that's a 2. So 2 points right. of necrotic damage to add to that. 2, thank you. What is this woman? Can you can Elga tell from the taste? Make a wisdom check, Elga. You've drank a lot of blood in your time. Yeah. I know what I'm drinking, Sprite or Dr. Pepper. That's right. That is a natural 20. It's a full-bodied red from the valleys of Parrish uh, with hints of oak and cedar. What year? Yeah. (laughs) You did your two attacks. I have one more rage left. I'll say this. The Headless Horseman's going to attack us. 
I'll rage. The horseman is next, and then Chip, and then Katrina. Yeah, I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna rage as my bonus action. Just, just put it out there that while we are definitely beating up on this stunned woman. Cool, and that's gonna be me. So I, I'm currently raging now. Okay, taking the taking the form of. Taking the form of. Thank you, Matit, for reminding me. I'm going to take the form of tail. Tail. Mm. I like that tail. She's a big fan of tail spin. Excellent choice. It's good excellent. cartoon. I just like the reactions. Fun. Yeah. You get to send that damage. Plus, back. you get to do our secret handshake with their tails. <laughs> one and a two and one, two, three. It's a tail shake. Mike, you can insert like the sounds of like flesh clapping against each other. The horseman rears back, <laughs> drawing uh, his flame blade high. What? Bringing it down on Elga, since Elga is attacking Katrina. Yeah. Hitting AC 26. Mm. I think that might hit. Yeah, that'll, that'll hit, yeah. I think it actually went too high. It actually misses her. Ah. Better strength. Doing six points of slashing damage. But because you are raging. Because raging, I take half of you that. You take three points of slashing. So three points. However, you also take some necrotic damage. <gasps> which I am resistant to. Ooh. So seven points of necrotic damage, which rounds down to three points. Nice. Okay. So uh, the Headless Horseman then turns its gaze and glares at Barney Farney. What? Uh, make a wisdom saving throw, Barney Farney. With pleasure. With pleasure. <laughs> 19. A plus 10. Wow. I would have picked someone else if I knew you had a plus 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, you feel fear rise up from inside you, attempting to take over your body, but uh, you shake it off. I ain't prayed no ghost. <laughs> Woo! Perfect delivery. All right, Chip, you're up. Okay. All right. I'm acting fast. I've got the alchemist. He's in my shoulders, yeah? Yeah. We need yeah. our bonus attack to throw it at the Headless Horseman. Bonus action. I hope you want a substitute teacher. A, we'll say that's a, ra a, a ranged attack. <laughs> okay, so it's not a bonus action. Well, what, you are you trying to do damage? You're just trying to for I'm like flavor. To, I, well, I'm trying to get this guy off me so I can actually attack. Uh, but also, oh, okay. yeah. I don't. I yeah. don't really intend to harm the headless horseman. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, for fun. Funsies. Yeah. What do I roll? Make a uh, athletics check. Okay. I just like that I'm throwing the alchemist. This is this is kind of my petty revenge for uh, him not talking to us. That's a 12. You're not able to toss it all the way at the horseman, but you get the alchemist <laughs> off of your back and he flops to the ground halfway between you and the horseman. I, but I really want to send this guy flying, so I think I'm going to use my inspiration die. <laughs> there you go. That's more like it. That's a 21. Yeah, the <laughs> alchemist flies gracefully through the air, yes. uh, hitting the horseman, knocking him slightly off balance. The uh, the commotion rouses Stinker, who uh, wakes up from his sleep. Great. And then uh, while that's going on, uh, I move quickly to uh, pull out my arm blade of Blurbling on Katrina. And because I have so many party members that are within five feet, I get to get a sneak attack. Okay. At yeah. advantage, because she's, uh, what's her name? Stabilized, unstabilized, paralyzed. Yeah. Well, not, still not there. No, you should have let him. This is a fun game. We only have so much you time. You spoiled my game. <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay. Well, I first rolled a 20, but if I'm at an advantage, then that is also a... Don't worry about it. It's 20. 20. That hits. All right. So that's seven points of damage. Plus I do three. All right. And then uh, the sneak attack gives me... An additional seven. All right, yeah, you unload uh, a flurry of blows uh, onto Katrina with your arm blade of blurbling. She's just full of holes. Yep. Is that it? 
I did use my bonus action to fling the nutty professor off my back, so. Nutty professor. Uh, you, you wanted to play somebody help. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> I think I just, yeah. Okay. Maybe I, maybe I can try to wake up, headless horseman. I don't know. Give him a little slap. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe while I'm, I'm, I'm like hitting him with my tail. Give him a little a limp little. Kiss him. Kiss my tail. That gets everyone out of yeah. trance. Yeah. Okay, so it's Katrina's turn. I guess that didn't work. Who is Darn. Who is stunned? Yes. Uh, however, before your eyes, it's unbelievable. She changes form. She no longer looks. I believe it. Like a uh, like a fetching woman. Uh, instead, her form changes to that of a hag. She has purple pocked skin, blackened hair. She's dressed in a frayed shawl. She looks at you with anger in her eyes. Then both her and the horseman blink out of existence, Whoa. disappearing. Like going invisible or tell like or can we tell? Because yeah, I, I got knives up to them. You could you know? make a if you want all you can make a wisdom check. Let's do it. All of us? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Come on, gang. All together now. All together. Seventeen. Seven. Nat twenty. Twenty-three. Don't worry, guys. I got this. One. Excellent. <laughs> but not a fail. Matid and Elga, you don't think this is just invisibility. She has shifted herself and transported herself and the horseman to another plane of existence. Uh, the she, she is still there. You should attack her immediately. I start swiping the knife. <laughs> ah! Elga, you, you feel like something's in your bag. My bag? The bomb. You like have a bag? So, something's moving around in your pack. Yeah, I have a pack. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess where you pulled your rope out of. Oh, uh, yeah. Elga opens it up. You open up your bag and Jacques bursts ah! out of your bag. There's no kitty! He's got a piece of paper in his mouth. Could I read the paper? Yeah, he drops the paper to the ground and it unfolds in front of you, uh, revealing it to be the sky chart. What? We found that at that uh, museum thing, I think, a while ago. Okay. It's labeled... Temple caché de moi, éclaciastro. There were complications cooking the eclair. <laughs> what does it mean? It means hidden temple of ecclesiastral monks. Jacques pounces on the sky chart, and boom, an enormous purple portal opens up above you all. You see and feel your bodies fall to the ground limp, or at least those of you who have bodies, but your spirits remain floating in the air. Jacques looks up at you all with his feline face. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Soon, your spirits soar up into the purple portal. Kitty. I want to know what Jacques is going to sound like. So I left my <laughs> corporeal body? We left our corporeal bodies? <laughs> <laughs> Find out exactly what that means on the next episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. What the heck? Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This was a fun one. Dude, that's, this is, mm. happy stinkuary. Yeah. Happy stinkuary. Happy stinkuary. Blurble gerble. Blurble gerble. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. Did you know you can directly support the show by subscribing at stinkydragonpod.com slash first? We have tons of amazing little stinkers like Producer Mike975, iCollins23, Eru Terk, Eru Terk, Eru Terk. Make that a little easier to, to pronounce Eru Terk. Steve Steesher and Creeperky. Creeperky. Creeper Cry. Creeper Cry. I hate you guys. Uh, directly supporting the show to get access to more content like Second Wind, interact with us on our subscriber-only Discord channels and events and more. Again, that's stinkydragonpod.com slash first. We can't thank you enough for your support that lets us make this show. Listeners that interact with us on social media and Discord have NPCs named after them in this episode, like Louis the Frost Giant, a.k.a. the Alchemist Curse Form, 
at Lewis D. Cress on Twitter, voiced by Blizzbear, at Blizzbear. Katrina, a.k.a. Shirok the Hag, named after at Just Kira Kumo on Twitter, voiced by Murphy Gershwin, at Sunny Shore City. And also, The Headless Horseman is voiced by Jacob Fullerton, at underscore Jacob Fullerton, and Jacques the Cat, voiced by Drew Saplin, at D. Saplin. This episode of Tales from the Sticky Dragon was produced by Kai Cook, written, edited, and composed by Michael Reisinger, with additional editing work by David Sonnier. Don't forget to head on over to stinkydragonpod.com slash first for all things stinky. Tune in next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. We had a carnival where Chris had a, a kissing booth. It was a kissing booth oh, where people had right. to pay him to not kiss them. Yeah, he yeah. made a lot. <laughs> a That's lot not of a money. joke. You actually left the day with like, like, like 20 fit, bucks or at something? Least 20 bucks. more than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want Chris so, to yeah. kiss you. <laughs> Become a first man. Go to stingydragonpod.com slash first. <laughs> <laughs>